Hey, let's know. This is ESPN Quick Info. This is Talking T20 Turn, Talking World Cup Turn. We will have a new name soon, podcast. And I'm Srinath <laughs> Sripat. And this is a special episode where we talk about one of the great non-issues of our times. Virat Kohli, Rohit Sharma and the increasing trend of social media diplomacy filling up mainstream news pages across all media. It's a reflection of our times where an unfollow means a skirmish, a like to a criticism means a simmering feud. And a retweet represents wholehearted endorsement. Who better to talk about it than a former cricketer himself who's thankfully been uh, in action before the era of social media. Ajit Agarkar, <laughs> pleasure, pleasure to welcome you on the show. Thank for you, the thank you Shri. Pleasure to be here. Great. And uh, it's time to introduce our all-star in-house panel who've convened not to dissect this saga, but more to question or address the whole question of whether superstars need to get along for sports team to be successful and how this is an issue as old as time itself. Sambit Bal, our editor-in-chief, is on the show at long last. Hey, Sambit. Oh, I thought you'll never ask. <laughs> Sorry I was, about I the getting, monologue. Uh, I, 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 was getting, I was getting a FOMO. I was getting FOMO. <laughs> Clearly an editor-in-chief who's in with the times using terms like FOMO upfront, talking about social media, perfect. Osman Samiuddin, senior editor, no stranger to such stories in Pakistan cricket, probably the Asian headquarters when it comes to these things. Hey, Osman. Hi, I'm here to... I'm here to break the news that Virat Kohli punched Rohit Sharma in the face just before the semi-final against New Zealand. And that's the sole reason they lost. <laughs> that's it. We can end the show here. End we it. can end that's the show here. Those are the it. hits. That's all we wanted. Before we start, a quick introduction to the topic for those of you who have not been following it. The three of you who have not followed what's happened with Rohit Sharma and Virat Kohli. Rohit Sharma apparently unfollowed Virat Kohli on Instagram. And uh, media houses had a field day digging into a rift and a feud between the two of them and how not all was well in the dressing room and whatnot. Here's what Kohli himself had to say before India left for their tour of the West Indies. In my opinion, it's baffling, to be honest. It's absolutely ridiculous to read such stuff that comes out. We are feeding off lies. We are overlooking facts. We are turning a blind eye to all the good things that have happened and creating fantasies and scenarios in our head. And we want to accept that this is the truth. And I've seen this for too long now. It's, you know, bringing personal lives into the picture. It's it's disrespectful after a moment, honestly. I've played the game for 11 years. Rohit's played for 10 years. It's, it's bizarre that, you know, people are creating this stuff on the outside. When, as I said, the change room environment, you guys come change room. You see, you see how it's going. You can't show you a video here. So, it baffles you as a, as a leader, as a coach, as a team. When lies are being floated around and, you know, they are made to um, look like they are believable. It's actually very disrespectful, to be honest. If I don't like a person or if I'm insecure of a person, you will see that on my face or in my behavior towards the person. And that's how simple it is. I've always praised Rohit whenever I've had an opportunity because I believe he's that good. We have had no issues, right? As I said, it's baffling. To be honest, I don't know who is benefiting from all of this. Sambit, coming to you, you had a lot of thoughts on this story. You've said that it's a non-story and uh, we've kind of stuck to it on Trick and Four. There's barely been a mention of it. It's just the video that we've carried of Kohli speaking about it. It's it's kind of a sign of the times, isn't it? Who tells you that I decide everything that goes up on Trick and Four? <laughs> <laughs> Osman will endorse my view. <laughs> No, the point is that we, we don't do stories based on rumors, half-truths, or, you know, uh, who unfollows who or who follows who on Instagram. 
you know, I, it was not even the story wasn't even uh, Kohli, sorry, Rohit on following Kohli. The story was Rohit on following uh, Kohli's yeah. wife. I don't know how somebody found out how you know how people track these things and how they find these things out. I am amazed that uh, investigative investigative journalism has gone to such so to such levels. But the point is, what we should be asking as a cricket website is that you know, for all you know, they they might they might not get along. All we want to ask is that, that if that is affecting the performance of the Indian cricket team, whether Rohit Sharma, because of his uh, so-called food feud with Kohli, has he underperformed? Uh, that sort of numbers will say tell 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 us another story. And as Ajit can bear me out, these sort of things have been existed in cricket for years. And Indian cricket, ever since I started following Indian cricket, forget covering it. You know the. North South divide, the we Mumbai's uh, and Delhi divide, and and we all know about the uh, stories involving all the big names. But as long as it doesn't fill a to the field, I don't think it should be a story for us. That's all I have to say. Excellent. We could end the podcast here also, but Ajit, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ajit, just a quick one. Same thing I just uh, mentioned when I was introducing you. Aren't you like? Thankful that you don't play in this era because this is extreme microscopic analysis of what somebody does on social media, and it really shouldn't matter to the wider world. Basically, isn't it? Uh, yes and no. I guess there are advantages like like any other thing of social media. I think a lot of the players are quite happy being on it. At least the current players. I I, I may not have been, uh, but but it it has its advantages uh, that you can sort of be a lot closer to your audience. Uh, but this sort of scrutiny, then you you obviously open yourself up to. I think uh, for me as a former player, I think it's it's a real non-issue. Like Sambit has mentioned, as uh, if you if you see over the last few years, Rohit Sharma and uh, Virat Kohli don't need to be best friends. Uh, have they? Has that affected the performances of the way they've played for India? Virat Kohli in all three formats, uh, Rohit Sharma in the shorter formats, clearly not. So to go on about it, I think it it makes for great news uh, to fill the pages when there's no there's no cricket. But uh, like I, you I, found I, it I, out. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, <laughs> no, I mean it, I've been in dressing rooms. I've had run-ins with people I've played you know all my life with more in domestic cricket. Uh, but once you cross tell the more, team, tell us more. Uh, well, I didn't realize we had to take names here. <laughs> so, but. That's part of your contract, man. Come on. <laughs> it's, it's it's a normal thing. I mean, in a squad that has 15 players, if you don't have differences, uh, then there is something wrong. I mean, that's that's how you get different ideas from different people and that's how a team works. Uh, as long as it doesn't affect once you step on the field, performances or nobody is trying to undermine uh, because of those differences, I don't think it should be an issue. I think, uh, I mean... You, I don't think I have been in any of the teams where all 15 guys have been friends. Uh, and you, you work things around it. I think social media uh, obviously you know pinpoints every little thing. Imagine, I mean, talking about Rohit Sharma unfollowing Virat Kohli's wife. Uh, <laughs> not even Virat Kohli. So, uh, uh, yeah. Good point. It's, so it, it is, it is uh, and it, you need differences. That's when you sometimes have you get the best out of the team so, and and doesn't have to be bad differences you don't have to be best friends hmm. yeah so, i mean i mean in a, in a way in a sense that you you know you just touching on the social media thing i mean players 
I guess I have no reason to complain. If you, it's like you live by the sword, you drive by the sword. You know, you use social media for direct communication or brand building. In some cases, you, know, you social media. There's a social media industry now, which is you know, which is allowing players to make money off social media. So it, this is the flip side of social media that that you also open yourself to all kind of scrutiny all the time. So I guess in that sense, either neither uh, Kohli or Rohit. Really complain about it. Hmm, I don't think we're complaining about it so much. Is uh, I mean, Kohli alluded to being tired of this whole thing because it's been happening in various forms for over 10, 11 years. It's exactly what you said. He's got a massive following, and this sort of thing happens. And his wife is also a celebrity. So uh, just coming to Osman, uh, all of this must seem like. Child's play. You come from the land of Vicky <laughs> and Waz, <laughs> whose saga went on for over a decade, I believe. If I'm not wrong, Wakar and Wasim and the whole thing. We it's still, still going. I think. <laughs> it's still going. It's still going. No, you know what? I think I'm gonna. Uh, we're being far too sensible here. I think I'm gonna come in from the slightly crazy angle and say that, uh, and at the risk of being fired by somebody who's on this call, I feel like you know it. It is like it is newsworthy uh, in the sense that. Not in the salacious and and scandalous and you know kind of sensation creating sense, but readers want to know how players interact. And I think something with with especially with the Indian team, and it's worked to their advantage, of course. It, it's become such a bubble in that side. It's difficult, you know. I, I mean, I have a passing, I guess, knowledge of Indian teams from the early two thousands when access was a bit more like for journalists like it is in Pakistan now, even now when you could get a better idea of how things were within the team. Uh, and, you know, the, the idea was that you would report on it more fairly. Uh, you know, it doesn't mean if there's a rift between, like like Ajit was saying, like, if, you know, if, if they don't get on as best friends, that's not a bad thing. That's not a thing that you sensationalize. But it is something that's interesting to the workings of a team. How, how do, if they, if they don't particularly see eye to eye all the time, how do they still make things work so well in a team? You know, it, it's, it's knowledge like that, which a reader might appreciate. Um, not so much KR, his wife stopped following him and, and his girlfriend didn't do that to that guy's sister-in-law or something. You know, that, that, that veers into the territory where it, it's, it's beyond ludicrous. But I'll give you an example, like when, you know, about the frictions in the team, when, one, one of the pieces of video, and I think we did cover this, one of the pieces of video that I found most compelling from Austra- from India's tour to Australia last year was when, I think, was it Jadeja and uh, Ishant had that little bust up on the yeah, field? Right. Yeah, correct. Yeah, and I, I found it genuinely compelling. Uh, you know, not in the sense that, oh, they, have, they had this massive bust up and they're hating each other and the Indian team is going to fall apart. But it was just a nice insight into, like, these are the tensions that, you know, forget opponents. But these are the tensions that even teammates live with on the field. And it's nothing. You know, I, I dare say they've probably gone through that 50 million times with other guys in their team. But just to be able to see it uh, and just like kind of process it and accept it as normal, I thought that was really, I, I thought it was really interesting. You know, it's just an insight into how these guys take, because they're so bubbled from us mortal human beings, you know, who are so far removed from this. It's just a nice insight into how these guys operate at these very rarefied levels, the levels to which we will never ever, you know, 90%, 95% of us will never get into those levels. Um, and, you know, Ajit is here and, you know, we're, we're pushing him, we're pumping him for more information. That What was it like in your dressing rooms? He shared a dressing room with some, you know, with, with some of the biggest names. He played in some of the biggest sides of India. Um, and, and for us on the outside, and that's the three of us who are not Ajit Agarkar on this podcast, 
you know, it, it, it's fascinating to know how these guys sometimes operate when everything is not hunky-dory. One of the best things Kohli said, and I'll just wrap this up, one of the best things Kohli said in his press conference, which nobody will ever take him up on, of course, I think he answered a question to a journalist by saying, why don't you guys come inside the dressing room and see how we actually do it? Well, yeah, <laughs> give us that access. We would love to be inside your dressing room, like a lot of American journalists are with American sports stars. You know, if you get into the locker room and you speak to them, you see what it's like in a more normal way, that would be absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, so, yeah, Virat Kohli, let's, let's take you up on that offer and let's get some people inside that dressing room. Uh, I think we, I played in a team which was very well behaved. No, but, <laughs> well, well played. No, but, no, but seriously, I mean... Uh, no, it's true though, I think, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like, yeah. Really, I mean, I'm, I was, while you were talking, I was trying to think, you know, and there weren't real big differences, uh, even personality clashes for that matter. Uh, in a team that I played. And perhaps might be the case a lot more now uh, with, you know, with T20 cricket. There are different superstars in T20 cricket and there are different yeah. superstars in international cricket. Uh, and that, that perhaps might be the case. But, you know, you when you look at even now the team, when they are playing, you can't, you cannot fault any of them uh, giving their absolute best, mm. which, is, which is what you eventually want. Uh, even Even if you don't like a certain player, uh, that's that's fine. I mean, I, I like I said before. I think there are dressing rooms where I mean, uh, even now after retiring, out of the team that I played, I might have five or six really good friends in that uh, in that dressing yeah. room that I've sort of a lot more in touch with than maybe some of the other guys. Uh, but mm. it was fine. Whilst we played, we still sort of wanted to play for each other, which is which is more important, and that's the only way the team will benefit. I mean, we know that uh, just moving away from here, Rohit and Kohli, we know that. Sort of, I'm sure Pujara was not very happy when he was dropped. When there was a uh, essentially a clash of ideas there, that that you know there was a point that Pujara was considered too slow, uh, and he was dropped for a test match. I'm I'm sure he was not happy about that. I'm sure there was a certain amount of frost, there was a certain amount of tension in that dressing room, and we have known, we have heard about uh, tensions also between Kohli and Ashwin, who sort of again come from different ideas. As long as Ashwin is not every time he plays under Kohli, he's not he's going to go and perform at his best. That's sort of that's what you want. Unless you think that hey, because Kohli doesn't like Ashwin, he's not bullying him. His quota so that will be a challenge. You know, in the sense that there was there was an interesting thing in uh, after after the World Cup, Afghanistan's captain Gulbadin, uh, he spoke openly about how oh, he got no cooperation from his players, and then his, all his senior players were actually wanted him to lose or wanted Afghanistan to lose. That is a really, really big problem. But uh, a certain amount of difference of opinion, difference of ideas and and a certain amount of tension is is, is natural in a, in a dressing room. It happens in our uh, newsroom all the time. You know, we have different kind of people and, and we disagree. But finally, somebody takes a call. I mean, if you go back a little while, when the whole Saurav Ganguly and Greg Chappell thing happened, I was part of the dressing room and there was undoubtedly there was some tension but a lot of times once you actually go on the field uh, is you is what you want to see how everyone reacts and like I said before at the moment I don't think you can fault any of the things that may be going in the dressing room to what's been happening on the field which is which is a real positive for India but you know I think with the, with you know with the sometimes though uh, sorry somebody just cutting you but sometimes like with I'll give you a couple of examples the obvious, the most famous ones from Pakistan are, you know, Imran Javed. Javed did not like Imran Khan at all. He didn't like a lot of his decisions that he made. 
and he used that dislike to actually motivate himself you know yeah. so when imran declared him on 280 he hated that so he wanted to prove imran wrong every time he went out and he used it ultimately to better pakistan cricket you know one of the best sides pakistan possibly the best side pakistan have ever had was in their time wasim and wakar have openly said that you know we used to dislike each other so much that if he took one wicket i wanted to take yeah. two if he took two i wanted to take three and so on and then even which is probably lesser known and lesser celebrated in that sense is the misbah yunus thing you know misbah like he he would struggle to fight against you know trump for example he would struggle to find <laughs> like friction with anyone because he's just that kind of he's like a sponge he just takes everything in but yunus and you know they worked so well together but yunus i i interviewed him once and he spent like 15 20 minutes trying to explain to me why he just could not like he was getting angry about this that like he could just not understand how a guy like misbah could could be captain of pakistan and not fight against the system he couldn't understand it and he, he there was genuinely like there was anger and frustration and he was very open about it he was like you know how can misbah be captain of pakistan he he's not even fighting for his own team how can a man like that be leading a team and he has to fight against the system and yet on the field these you know misbah didn't care it bounced off him but yunus used it to like kind of propel himself like his frustrations were actually driving him that oh my god how can this guy not be fighting against everything so i will fight on his behalf or something you know so a lot of times actually these little yeah. like these at least in pakistan's examples these frictions have actually worked to the betterment of the players and everyone in the team really good players will always do that you know want to prove a point even if uh, and the examples have you said uh, have been all great players so tells you it can only benefit the team because at the end of the day you are all playing for the country sometimes as a player did you did you get the feeling that fans take these things a lot more seriously than the players themselves for example even today there are fans who still take sides on the on the test where rahul dravid declared when sachin was on 194 which it seems like <laughs> a non issue to those players but there are fans who still like wage keyboard wars on twitter and what not about this whole thing so th- that's that is one thing that remains a constant yeah i mean and, and that's not a bad thing I, i guess you have your loyalties with certain players where there which will always be the case i think with social media it's gone a few steps further than what it was before uh and it is you're right it is more uh, that the fans are talking about it uh, than maybe virat kohli and uh, rohit sharma at this point in the dressing room so uh, you can't help that at the start we said you know social media i think if if a player is on it uh, not that they are complaining but uh, they shouldn't i don't think then they have the right to complain uh, then they can't be selective to say oh you know this shouldn't be spoken about and x should be and y shouldn't be so uh, the fans will take side and in an ipl era it's even more so you know at the moment mm-hmm. uh, there are we've seen certain teams having crazy loyalties about the players that play for them uh, and it uh, it does uh, we've seen it recently uh, how people react when uh, something said about certain players so uh, i i don't i don't think it's a bad thing anyway i feel like even you know what i'm just adding to the the friction point you know and this is this is complete this is not based in anything that any either of the two guys has said but and ajit maybe you can like put in some insight here as well when you have you know two like great batsman i mean i i kind of alluded to it in a piece you know kohli is the finest batsman in the modern age right now he'll easily go down as one of the greatest of all time if not very close to the greatest uh, across all formats rohit is a genuine odi great like i don't think you know he's an innovator he's he's a path breaker in odi's would like would it not be natural if 
playing in this if if sharma say rohit playing in the same team as kohli uses kohli's kind of preeminence and his greatness to kind of motivate himself also to be better than he already is like he might think that yaar i'm you know and kohli has spoken in awe of rohit publicly i think i've i've seen interviews where he said that you know we used to sit back as youngsters and look at rohit and go wow man like what is this guy um do you not use that as like kind of a a a, a, a sort of little bit of friction but motivating motivation uh motivating factor also that you look at you look at yourself and you say yaar i'm playing in in the in a team with virat kohli as you know this great batsman i'm also a very good batsman and i want to be better maybe i want to be better than him uh do you not use that in in that kind of good sense i i i it looks like he is at the moment uh rohit yeah. sure yeah. and again i don't want to speak on his behalf that they have any friction course, yeah. but but if they do uh he's clearly using it well look he's very close to the indian one day captaincy i mean he's led india recently he is the vice captain mm-hmm. he's got a great record as captain and obviously i mean that is got to be another motivation not to displace kohli but to keep yeah. doing his bit at the highest possible level for the longest possible time that he can because uh, and that possibly in turn challenges uh, virat as well to you know keep producing what and he actually is actually more than even friction it's just yeah. a natural competitive urge right because you're a professional yeah, sportsman yeah. and you just so want that, to be like the best that you can be i don't know, think what else is in the way. way yeah correct yeah that's a, that's i think that's a little bit of edge that you that uh, can uh, you can use for motivation you know that's uh, uh i don't know whether so captaincy ambitions can can then come in, come in the way of of uh, of the team dynamics and all that i uh, i don't know whether there are two it can create two different factions in the team uh but in the end if everybody goes out there and and uh, does the best that they can uh, or try to exceed each other's performance that's only great that's only good for the team mm. you know on a on a side side note uh, you know we steve worst uh, shane worst has still not forgiven steve worst yeah. for what in 1999 <laughs> you know we had yeah. a, we had a, uh, and that was the greatest ever team of our of our age you know yeah. in the last 30 years i can't think of a greater team than that that australian team in that team of very clearly and steve uh, shane one of us of course next makes no bones about it that he hated the coach and and like he said in our in the interview that we carried last week he hated the captain even more that he would even have lost you know with him today and even even and, with gilchrist sambit yeah even with gilchrist so so and these were great great players and they were hardly on talking terms and yet yet we had the greatest ever team uh, that we've known and on a, on a side note you know i am sort of i am taking the liberty of uh, mentioning akash's name but i th- i don't think it's it's uh, it's quite public knowledge that uh, akash and shikhar dhawan when playing for delhi uh, they did talk to each other for a season and they were opening and they were successful in that season they, and they did not speak a word to each other hmm interesting chalk and cheese akash chopra and shikhar dhawan back in the day when virat kohli was just uh, coming up in age group in under 19 cricket i just wanted to mm. step in and make the point that cricket still uh, such a sane and quiet world when compared with football which is this is the permanent state of football media when a player's wife <laughs> likes a post on instagram or twitter a transfer rumor just pops up and it just fills up all of mainstream media and this is the case throughout the year be it 
transfer window. Otherwise, Ajit follows football closely. He he'll know clearly that cricket's still nowhere in the picture compared. To it's him. legitimate journalism, my friend. Following <laughs> social media accounts is legitimate journalism now. Okay? I agree. Uh, I, it, it it pays my bills, Osman. I agree with you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'll retire from this conversation because I don't know anything about football. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the good thing I like is at least there was questions posed to Virat Kohli and he chose to answer it. I, I don't think yeah. that's such a bad thing. At least, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, from his perspective, he cleared the air. Whether now people want to believe it or not, I'm glad that at least the question was put to him. Because for far too long, otherwise, speculation just carries on and uh, might have then come down to what the performance is in West Indies would have been in case they were not good. Uh, which yeah, doesn't help yeah. the team in any case. So I was glad that somebody put the question to him and uh, he's answered uh, in his way. And has, has Kohli, I'm, I'm right in thinking that Kohli has fought for Rohit to be in the test side, right? Despite like yeah, not I mean, the greatest return. Yeah. So even if you know, even if they don't get on, Kohli clearly believes that as a, as a player in his side, he needs somebody like Rohit. So you know, whatever it is, like the that final bottom line that I will only do what is best for the team that has not been shaken you know and and that's i guess like you you guys have said earlier that's all that's all that we want i guess from it i think just a year ago usman uh, ajinkya rahane was dropped in favor of rohit if, if i'm yeah. right in south africa in, in, in south africa yes. yeah south africa yeah yeah, yeah. which and, is i mean you know it, it's it, it's amazing that we can talk about this whatever this rift is or whatever but i think it's phenomenal that you would, you would, you know, Kohli would think to drop Rahane, who at that stage was a, like a proven test player. I know he's had a dip in form, but he was a proven test success, especially away captain. from home. He was a vice captain. He was a vice captain. <laughs> exactly. And you picked somebody who is, you know, not a proven test uh, success yet. That's all you hope, you know, that all those things don't come down to yeah. uh, when you're making selections or the performance on the field. Which I think in all yeah. the all the great feuds that there have been, it's never yeah. been that way, right? Because Wasim never really dropped Vakar for that. Uh, although there was a lot of other crap happening, Javed never dropped Imran. Imran never dropped Javed because they all agreed. Even you know longer before that, Hanif and Kardar and Fazal, Mahmood and Kardar, they never like made sure that the other guy missed out. That would be really like this petty and vindictive, I think. And and, and actually, Sunil Gavaskar, who has spent a lifetime. Uh, Telling people that he did not drop Kapil Dev in that uh, after that Calcutta test when he was you know Kapil Dev and Sandeep Patel were dropped after playing those uh, two really awful shots which cost India the game and both of them were dropped and uh, and Gavaskar has over and over again strenuously denied that he had any role in dropping Kapil Dev but they, at that point of course everybody believed that Gavaskar dropped Kapil Dev because you know that was also a story that never went away that you know. Gavaskar baby battle and the Kapil Dev Gavaskar battle that never went away. We don't sort of know what you're going was, to have but... to fill us millennials in on the details of that match <laughs> when it was and these you're talking way before my era, Sambit. I mean, I'm, I'm sprightly 17, 18 year old. You, this you is to... that that segment of the audience, Osman. They will relate to it. They, yes, this, okay. this bit is. Good. They will know immediately. I mean, I mean, Osman, you don't know that Kapil Dev was a drop for a test match. Oh, yeah. I know. He played a bad shot. I don't know which match it was, which is why I wanted yeah, the details was, of which match it, it was and what year. It was a match. It was a match against England at Calcutta. I think Kapil Dev played a sort of a sweeper, a hoik, and got caught at mid. Was this the Azhar three hundreds in a row series? No. Ah, uh, yes. See, I remember that much. There's a, there's a reason why you hired me and retained me. Yeah, I did remember that. 
great stuff. Some some camaraderie between two of our best. We have no problems here at Quick Info. Uh, <laughs> we we have a lot of we have lots of fights at Quick Info. Yeah, when we stop when we stop recording, Srinath, I'll tell you all. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad that we don't have. thousands of test runs between us otherwise it'll be more fun uh, ajit uh, the one <laughs> question that came up uh, in the press conference just after kohli answered what usman just alluded to i think it was shriram veera once of cricket for now with indian express he pointed out to the dhoni seva gambhir feud i think in 2012 or 2011 if i'm not wrong i don't remember exactly when he said that dhoni dhoni mentioned that after this whole media circus happened everybody started writing about it Seva Gambhir and Dhoni started. It, it became a little awkward for them in the dressing room to kind of look at each other, given what was happening outside. Do do these things make it to the dressing room? Do players even consider it important enough that it kind of affects their uh, you know relationships, their working relationships more like while playing together? Not in my time. I wasn't part of the dressing room then, so otherwise I probably would have given you a first-hand sort of account <laughs> of it. But uh, but I hope not. You know, it's. I mean, you've you've got to trust the guy sitting next to you in the dressing room, or or be honest enough or bold enough to then have a conversation with guy, that guy. Uh, whether that tension actually sort of carried on in the dressing room, I'm not sure. But I not not from my experience, you know, not from what was said in the media or what was built up in the media. Uh, I haven't had any experience with the Indian teams that I played with uh, of it carrying in the dressing room. Again, you know, it all comes back to. the whole conversation that we've had so far can you put all that away when you are in that dressing room and uh, you know try and play the best for your team again you don't have to be the gambhir and seva don't have to be friends with dhoni uh, but once they walk out to play for india or for if dhoni is leading if uh, they are playing to the best of their ability is is good enough i think uh, whether they still hold a grudge uh, sitting in the corner uh, they can as long as it's uh, you know it doesn't show in the dressing room that's all you want i mean i'm i'm trying hard to think i haven't had a situation where because of so what was said now now that we are so we are sort of on the topic we are talking so i'll i'll put you in the spot a little ajit wow uh, is that you sort of you 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 <laughs> in that dressing room when uh, obviously uh, the most publicized uh, fight <laughs> or whatever happened between uh, the coach and the captain then who got Of yeah. who was removed and then Dravid came in, uh, and and there were lots of things that we heard and read in the media uh, about the two different camps there. That you know there were people who aligned with Greg uh, and then Rahul to an extent, and then uh, then there was Saurav and and certain people who believed. I'm not talking about your know, uh, people, but but there were two different yeah. ideologies at that. that, that, that. Uh, and and it was said that the 197 world cup that sort of played out and and a lot of players have come out and spoken about it that the dressing room atmosphere was so bad that the team couldn't perform to its potential yeah i mean look again it wasn't so much between the players at that point than the coach and the some of the players i guess yeah. uh, particularly starting with the captain at that point sorov so uh, it was a different sort of thing uh If players have come out and uh, said it's affected the performance. I, I'm I'm not a big fan of players letting performances affect because of someone uh, you know something else happening in the dressing room. I think uh, as professionals, you still want to try and perform to the best of your ability. Again, 
even though it's a team sport, comes to individuals how they react, uh, and maybe some people didn't uh, react the right way, and uh, perhaps look at the end of the day, we did, didn't play well enough. Now some guys might say that because of what was happening, it affected the performance. I, hmm. I, I don't want to believe that to be honest, because uh, you've got a bat and a ball in your hand, so it clearly wasn't a good time for Indian cricket inside the dressing room, yeah. but. Um, I just I, and I, you're right there are people who've said that you know I don't know whether they've said it in as many words that that's what cost us the 2007 World Cup uh, but no they haven't but, but it's sort of you know it has been said that the team didn't go in the right frame of mind uh, well we I, I find it hard to believe because we won everything that was there to win before yeah. going into that World Cup as a team uh, I don't think we lost a lot of games in spite of all the things going on in the background. Uh, yeah, weren't India on some crazy chasing, successful chasing streak before then? Like 16 out of 17 chases. 16-0 or something like that, yeah. Yeah, they, so I mean, they were a good ODI side. They they had won many, even like with all those changes happening, I, th- I think they were a good ODI side that went in. But I think what Ajit is saying is interesting. Like, you know, clearly it didn't affect him, but there there are other guys who take it differently. I guess, yeah. which is again, you know, you, you have different characters inside a dressing room, inside a 15-man squad, 17-man squad, whatever it is. Um, and I guess different people take it differently. Mm. You just hope that it doesn't happen though, that people don't react differently when it comes to the cricket. You can still be mm. grumpy in your own way uh, in a dressing room and not happy with what's going on. Like we spoke before Pujara, uh, it's a valid reason. You're dropped and you're obviously not happy, which is, which is, no one's no. happy with the drop. Uh, but when you're playing, uh, it shouldn't affect your performances. Uh, maybe some individuals took it, took too many things too hard. So, uh, you know, one great, actually, recent example was uh, just in this World Cup. We, we haven't spoken about it yet, but you know, uh, Wahab Riaz coming back after Mickey Arthur had said some not very nice things about him publicly. Like, you know, two years ago he had said that he has not won a match for us in two years. He's not fit enough. Uh, then Inzamam, as as recently as April, so World Cup begins end of May, and Inzamam, chief selector, is saying in April that there are many better options than Wahab in, in in Pakistan. You know, for the for the World Cup squad, they ended up having to pick him, and he was very open. I think he gave a great interview to Sharda, and he spoke otherwise as well, where he said that yeah, I'm you know, I'm using Mickey's words to kind of prove him wrong. Uh, I, I don't think it disrupted the atmosphere in the side at all. And Mickey Arthur, to his credit, you know, yeah. rolled along with it and he went along with it and he managed the situation. And Wahab also, I think, from what I, from what I know, didn't make it like vindictive or petty, but he used it in a, in a positive way. And he said that I'm going to go out there and I'm going to prove these guys wrong, that I can win matches, that I can take wickets, that I am a good bowler. And, you know, I mean, he went for runs, Wahab, but he had actually a really, uh, a really decent World Cup. He had a better World Cup than anybody would have expected somebody at his age and after his return to come back. He had a broken finger, he played, he had a bad, you know, he, he was ill with flu when he played and he took vital wickets. So I think, you know, in this case, he was affected by what Mickey Arthur said. But the good thing that he did at that time, uh, by the way, was that he never really spoke publicly about it when it happened. And, you know, when he got back, then he opened up about it and he used it in a, in a very positive way. And somebody like Mickey Arthur was mature enough. I don't know if, if it had it been a Pakistani coach, and I'm being serious here, had it been a Pakistani coach, I don't think they would have reacted and, and, and worked in the same way that Arthur did ultimately 
in dealing with this. Uh, you know, so the situation could have been different had, for example, Miyadad been the coach or even Makar Yunus been the coach. It, it would have been different. Um, but, you know, Mickey Arthur was big enough to kind of say, yeah, I got it wrong. And, you know, let's, let's try and make it work. And it worked. And, you know, Wahab had a really, really good World Cup. And in the end, you are playing for the team, you are playing for yourself, you are not playing for the coach. So, yeah. so if yeah. you are angry with the coach, you are not going to fail because you are angry with the coach. Yeah, yeah I completely agree. I mean, I think, uh, you know, coaches, after a point in your career, I think coaches are there because there has to be a coach, I think. Uh, to drive you to the ground, as Shane once said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as Shane wants, uh, I, I like Ajit's version better. Coaches, coaches are so. there because they have to be there. No, no, I like this line better. Coaches are there because they have to be there. After yeah. that point. That's yeah, actually no. hit the nail on the head. It's actually I, hit the nail on the head. And I'm not trying to sort of be disrespectful because I'm sure no, they help. No, absolutely not. But, but if you can, after a point, figure out a game. Uh, you really, I mean, you look up to guys who you're playing with or, you know, those are the guys who actually help you a lot more, uh, who you've been playing with for years. And that's the way I looked at it. So, uh, I don't think coach saying something or the other uh, really affected me personally uh, with the way I sort of played. I, I think I still mm-hmm. had a do and I hope that's the case. I mean, that's why uh, you're more worried about feuds amongst players than with coaches. Uh, that's the way at least I look at it. Yeah, yeah, I think there's also there's something to be said though about also like uh, you know in the time that you played Ajit and and that team and those and those players, there was a different kind of Indian cricketer coming out, right? And there was just as there was a different kind of Indian, you know, the Indians now a lot of them, a lot of Indian cricketers especially, are very different to that era and those guys who had come in. They're much more kind of uh, I guess forward and and out there and much more. Yeah comfortable with the public limelight and much better, much more adept at using it as well. I mean, we're talking essentially almost a different species, you know, since since like even the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, there's a different breed of Indian cricketer that, that's out there now, you know, used to the IPL, used to all the media attention, used to being in the public glare. I, I guess that plays into this whole thing as well that what we're talking about it plays into it as well to a degree yeah, yeah I mean Ravindra Jadeja right now is a classic example really mm. of someone who we've not known to really you know speak up or you know have a go at people coming out and being vocal yeah. about it. not not saying right or wrong that's an individual's perspective but yeah that's a good but, example actually yeah but uh, that's exactly what I mean he's the last person you would expect to have a go at someone on social media uh, I haven't heard him say anything before controversial ever uh, mm. and he's been around for a long time so uh, that's exactly the kind of player that you have these days I mean that that cricket team that you're talking about had perhaps uh, in terms of at the international level uh, far bigger stars than this team has in that sense this team has only Kohli and, and, and Dhoni and, uh, who doesn't play uh, test cricket anymore uh, the test team test, the test team really has won one big star and in the one-day team, there's Rohit and, and uh, Dhoni. Uh, that team actually had six, seven. You know, if you take Kumble and, uh, into account and, and you had the entire batting lineup, the four or five of them. So, that had six, seven people. But, of course, it was a, you could say that it's a, there were different different characters also. You know, all, all those guys, Sachin, Rahul, Lakshman, Kumble. Uh, you know, in that sense, Ganguly was the most out there kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, mm. So they were not naturally combative or naturally sort of, you know, some of them were naturally shy. 
in this case at least you've seen uh, rohit perform uh, and the best world cup ever mm. uh, for an indian player i think and uh, and kohli has always thought to have rohit in the test team so if they they have differences if they have, uh, they don't like each other's face or they disagree on lots of decisions that are taken on the field so be it kohli is admitted to confess to be an ardent admirer of rohit's from back in the day in 2007 when rohit had made his india debut kohli actually famously got that wrong now in the latest press conference saying that uh, he had played for 11 years and rohit had played for 10 while it's actually the opposite rohit's played for 12 years that bit of pedantry aside uh, for those of <laughs> us who who do social media analysis in some form uh, rohit sharma somebody i hope so some day asks him the question about whether he does all this for fun because he seems to be having a ball on social media he is liked cryptic posts and tweets from the past where somebody said you average 50 plus in tests at number 6 and he's sometimes retweeted it there is stuff that there stuff that he's liked he's not helping all the headline writers with his activity you just scroll he's through he's keeping this. us in jobs yeah he's yeah, doing this, service this the industry There's tons of storylines there uh, if if you if you actually care to. <laughs> so on that uh, confessory note, if you will, we will end this episode on uh, the whole non-controversy and the non-issue with which all of us have gone on for about forty minutes about. Uh, thanks, Ajit. Uh, lots of great insights. So thank you, thank you very much for your time. No, absolute pleasure. It was great fun. Right, and thanks, thanks guys. Thanks, Sambit. Thanks, Usman. Thanks guys. As always, thanks to you listener for being part of this episode and joining us on these 40 minutes of deep insightful analysis on social media and modern day journalism and media. Thanks and look forward to your company next time. See you. Mm-hmm.